Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Oh, yes. Sometimes I do question, but you know what? Nonetheless, we are here and we are alive and we are well. Good morning, everyone. Welcome in. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests will join us on the Goodyear hotline, but we are lucky enough that we don't have to go to that Goodyear hotline because we got one in studio instead. Marcus Spears, ESPN football analyst, joining us in studio, giving us the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Shea Cornette, Jordan Cornette here hanging out with you this morning. As I said, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. We have been arguing... My husband and I about oh, quarterbacks. That's, that's an understatement. All, all morning line, all morning line. But we're going to pivot. We're going to go to running backs instead. Good. And we're going to go to New York and talk a little bit about what's going on with the Giants, starting with Saquon Barkley here. Um, oh, according to the New York Giants, they are thinking long term about the running back in Saquon Barkley as they enter camp. They're not going to rush him onto the field this summer or even for week one, Marcus, because he did suffer that torn ACL last season, week two against the Chicago Bears. And so um, Joe Judge made it very clear that they're not going to rush him back. Saquon Barkley has given no timetable for his return at all. And when you think about what Saquon Barkley has been to this Giants team, if he is not there for week one, let's take training camp out of the scenario yeah. here, okay? Because I really that's really not important. Let's just say for week one, if he is not ready to go, what does that mean? for Daniel Jones and for the Giants? Well, the the pressure, obviously, is on Daniel Jones, even with Saquon, but then Jason Garrett. Like, I think about offensive coordinators when you don't have weapons. Yeah. Like, how creative are you? How can you get these guys ready to play? And, look, they made moves this offseason where they should be better from an offensive standpoint, but not having Saquon in that d- dimension. Saquon, so I tier running backs now, right? Like, we all knew. It's 2021. We all knew. We got to do new things. There is the Alvin Kamara, the Christian McCaffrey, the Saquon Barkley class. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Derrick Henry, the Nick Chubb, the guys that just you hand it off and they make things happen. Saquon Barkley is imperative because he's involved in the passing game. Like, And I can't wait to get to the season to really start having these conversations when we have games played because we see the impact Kamara makes in, in mm-hmm. New Orleans. Like He's going to take some of the things away as far as pressure – that Michael Thomas is not there because we can add him into the passing game. Same thing with Christian McCaffrey coming back off an injury. So Saquon is in that same vein. I think the pressure is obviously on Daniel Jones. I mean, when you're a player, when you've been taken as high as he's been taken, when you look at what the New York Giants did this offseason as far as bringing in weapons from an offensive standpoint, especially on the outside, um, the pressure is on Daniel. But having Saquon – is is the key to the Giants making any type of noise in the NFC? Yeah, I and so with the addition of Barkley being back, being healthy, Jones another year in the system, Joe yeah. Judge year two. Where's the biggest leap that we can see tangibly as an expectation for these Giants this season? One, Daniel Jones take care of the football. This team could win the NFC East. Yeah. Like that. I mean, listen, man. We all know when you have a quarterback that doesn't value that that rock, you don't have a shot. Mm-hmm. Like, you just don't have a shot, even if you're good enough to win games. And we saw the Giants at times play at a very high level. Saw them beat Seattle last year at the end of the year. Like, we we see the talent on this team. We see what – what look, I was not convinced that Joe Judge was going to do a great job. He did a great, great job, job last year. Like, he formed the football team. He built the culture, built the mentality. Now it's about your quarterbacks taking care of the football, man. And, and once you get to that point, now we can start thinking about, okay, how creative can we be? 
what type of things can we do week in and week out with Daniel Jones? But he has to go out and answer those questions the first couple of weeks. I got to rip some tissue, y'all. Yeah, go ahead. Wipe the sweat off. You could probably hand my one to my husband, and too. I know. And I feel bad. And it will be all day. First of all. It's okay. also a little stuffy in here. Can I just say? We need, like, a fan for some circulation or you something. You know what? We've been gone, and they, they didn't pay the bills. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> We're gone. They, they didn't pay the bills. The, the other thing is, like, I think it's so dope that y'all married and doing this together. Hey, I, have y'all heard that a lot? Yeah, yeah. Well, we haven't had an opportunity to have like guests in front of us very gotcha. often. Gotcha. So, like people on the phone, I think they might know because I'll, yeah. I'll say our names, but they don't always. They're you're like in Me front and of us and see. Well, this. that's why I always want to ask people that I know are married that I nah. know lean into family above all else, yes. uh, family and a higher power. And I like to ask them because they go, "It's dope. We're doing this." I, and I always want to retort back to them, "Do you think you could do it?" Nope. You don't think you could? <laughs> why could you not work with your wife? You work with so, anybody. So, so here's the issue with. And, and me, my wife is my, like, that's my girl. Like, that's, you yeah. know, but we are so strong-headed when it comes so to arguing we. points. So are we. But y'all have professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> me and my wife would forget lies, all lies, of this. Lies, lies, and more lies. We, like, and we, and y'all know go, what I it mean. Would go, it would go too and it would far. Go, it, would go, it wouldn't go left to the point where people think we, but it would be like, we would be off air, like, why would oh, you say that we, to me? Oh, we do like, that all the time. There are nights we go but to bed, right, we don't speak. But he's right. You bring a level of professionalism. What, she'll smile. Yeah. yeah. Once we get off. Once, yeah, yeah, he knows. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah. say it one more time. I dare you. It's <laughs> enough. It's enough elements in our marriage yeah. that we did that that comes from the outside. We don't need this one. Right. <laughs> need this. <laughs> you missed the last segment. I literally unplugged and walked out before we hit break because oh, I just had to like yeah. you know, which I'm going to ask him. Don't don't think I'm not going to ask him. We'll about say that. that for next segment. <laughs> we'll stay, we'll stay, stay, that. stay with the Giants. I got to stay on task here. I want to point out something about Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. Very different player. Daniel Jones is obviously when he's got. Saquon Saquon Barkley on the field than when he doesn't. In terms of play action in 2019, when you had a reasonably healthy Saquon, um, 64.6% completions and an over 11% touchdown rate, very different. Only 3% touchdown rate without Saquon and only a 57 completion rate. Okay, let's hear from Daniel Jones really quick. He is heading into year three, and there's some pressure on him, obviously being in New York and being in year three. Here's the Giants quarterback. You know, at this level and in this uh, job, we're all expected to, to perform and, and to play at a high level every day. And that starts, uh, you know, today. So, uh, you know, I certainly feel that. I think everyone uh, on the team does. And, and uh, you know, I think that's healthy. I think that's the way it should be. And I know, um, you know, I know we're excited for, for the opportunity. So. Okay, he's excited for the opportunity, says him, Swaggoo, and he says that, you know, everyone feels pressure on this team, but obviously, especially the quarterback. Let's just take out the fact that he's playing in New York, okay? And I know you talked about this earlier. He's been turnover prone. Let's yeah. call it what it is. Yeah. Anyone with two eyes that have watched football can see that he has issues with turning the ball over. So it's easier that said than done, obviously, is protecting the football. But at this point, to me, it feels like a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones in terms of deciding if this is going to be your franchise quarterback yeah. going forward, right? So if this- he's got another year of turnover issues and not being able to lead this team, I know he had a little bit of injury issues, mm-hmm. too, down the stretch. Like, at what point do you make the decision this is our guy or this is not Shay Daniel Jones is in the same situation Baker Mayfield was last year right like that's that's where he is and and you don't you don't know you don't know what clicks for these guys like we watch Baker Mayfield and it clicked because he was in a great system he had a supportive run game he had an offensive coordinator and and a head coach in Stefanski that was not going to put him in bad situations yeah um, and allowed him to play all of his strengths and get rid of those weaknesses that he showed as a quarterback. That's 
Look, that's what Jason Garrett is tasked with. But the bottom line is, like Daniel Jones, to me, he needs to play with more confidence. That's number one. Because the dude is uber talented. Like, like, if you see the things yeah. that he does well, when when it's, like, popping off the film, you like, they 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 have something. But isn't that the O-line, too? Every year, I feel yeah. like the Giants are addressing that offensive line. It was something they addressed this offseason. Last season, the one – it's always an issue. Yeah, see, but – so – I always say, all right, and we know how vital the offensive line is, speaking of Baker Mayfield and what Cleveland did. But you have to – you got to play the games with the guys in front of you, right? Like, we we know. We know our situation. Like, we looked at – like last year, looking at Dallas. You know the defense is bad. But you don't think that Tampa ain't going to try to go in there and put 50 <laughs> on you? No, right. Like, so so it, 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 it is that, right? And and we sit in media and we talk about, look, it's some things you got to overcome in this league, bro. And that's what, that's what the message needs to be to Daniel Jones. It's also, and that's why I keep saying Jason Garrett, because it's his responsibility as well. The one thing coaches always told us coming up, know your personnel. Like, you have to know what you do and don't do well. We saw it catch up to Pittsburgh late in the season. But they compensated for a bad offensive line early. Yeah. They got rid of the ball early, threw the ball. I mean, and I don't know if you can do that with Daniel. Big Ben is obviously advanced, and he's been doing it for a while. But the bottom line is, like, Shay, Jay, like, at the end of this season, if Daniel Jones don't play well, we ain't going to talk about the offensive line. No. Yeah. We're going to talk about Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. on him. One, one thing I want to talk about quickly here, we still got a couple minutes left yeah, here. Yeah, he's chilling for uh, a while. The, Sorry, you ain't going anywhere here, Marcus. The Spears. NFC East. Yeah, I, I think like you talk about an uptick. This thing's gonna look wildly different than what it did a year ago. Uh, do you believe the Giants? It's theirs for the taking. I mean, you got Dallas there. You got the I think Washington it's football team there. I think it's Dallas for the taking. And you're gonna do this again. Yeah. We're all gonna put our chips in on Dallas again. We're gonna do it again. Well, first of all, I don't think this is a homer take. I don't think I'm this not is saying a homer it's take. a homer take, but I'm just saying every year again we but, do but, this. But see, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm I'm known as the resident lover and hater of the Cowboys, yeah. right? Like, cause I I I just I'm I'm realistic. You're calling balls did, and strikes, right? I did a I did a uh, I did an interview a year ago, and a dude asked me, "Do you see the Cowboys winning Super Bowl in the next three years?" I said, "Hell no, <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't see the trajectory." But here's here's the thing about the Cowboys and why they're my pick. One, because I think Dak Prescott. No, nah, I think. I know Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in that division. Two, we like when we have conversations about the Cowboys, especially last year, we don't bring up all the things that went wrong. This team started five offensive linemen with a total of two games experience. Two games and what between is, and five what, of them. And what is the foundation <laughs> to success there? The front. The front. The front. Especially Thank on the other you. side as well. But 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 here's the thing. You have Washington, who is defensively probably going to finish top five mm-hmm. in the league. Mm-hmm. All right, now everybody, everybody putting them napkins in the basket for Fitzpatrick. All right, y'all do that. Y'all do that on record. Swagoo ain't doing that. I'm not. I'm gonna put my chips in the Dak Prescott basket when it comes to quarterback play. And then Dan Quinn coming over. Let me defensive schemes makes you better or worse. And if you're a good player, a particular scheme can make you look worse, right? Like I played with guys that went and thrived. I'm going to give you a perfect example. 
uh, I'm one of my good friends, Jason Hatcher, who played in Dallas. Sure. We were in a 3-4, and he was a good defensive end in the 3-4, a really good defensive end. But he wasn't maxing out his ability. They went to a 4-3. I don't know if y'all remember that. Mm-hmm. When Marinelli came over and took over, my man went to the Pro Bowl and got a deal from the Washington football team for like $40 million. And that's credit to Rod on that front. In one year. Yeah. Because schemes make a difference yeah. in these situations. You look at – that's why I think Jadavian is going to have a lot of success this year. You line up opposite of Miles Garrett. You back in a 4-3, what you did at South Carolina, and you have an opportunity to be familiar. But not only that. This is my wheelhouse, right? Like when I left college, it was 4-3 from LSU to 3-4. There was no longer getting sacks. There was no longer putting up crazy numbers. Schemes matter. So last year, to get to the point, Mike Nolan ain't know what the hell he was doing. That's number one. (laughs) Number two is you had a lot of guys where you looked at Dallas defense that drafted for three years a particular scheme. Marinelli, we started talking about this defense and how how they move around, fly around. Dallas defense wasn't great two years ago. They just caused a lot of turnovers Mm -hmm. because dudes was flying around and knowing what they were doing. So, one, know what the hell you got to do, and two, go play football. Last year they could not do that defensively. So I'm looking forward to it. But, but, But I will say, speaking of the Giants, Daniel Jones, if he unlocks, they could easily win this division. Well, that that's what I would say. And I, I but look, on paper the Cowboys are the best in that division. Like let's call yeah. it what it is, but they have been the past few years and that's why it's just hard for me to put all my chips in that basket although but I know scheme, my husband has. You, but as you're hearing from Marcus here, scheme goes a long my way. My husband here has lost our household a lot of money on the Cowboys. Okay? So I feel a little salty about it. See, that's it. the dirty laundry that gets aired and yep. I just got to sit up. I was just talking about and it. Marcus, I just got to sit here and go, "Oh, honey, that's so it, funny." So Meanwhile, cool. I'm like, "Why are you doing that yeah. though? Yeah. Why are you putting me you, out well, there?" You on I think it was Thanksgiving we hosted this show and he told everyone, "Oh, I'm going all in on the Cowboys. Watch me. They're going to win the NFC East. Came down to the last game of the year. They just had to take care of business. They couldn't. And he went all in. It was in. close. And our household well, we, suffered I mean, for it, you know. You know. So we're I still. Say, I say we because, you know, they tell you professionally you're not supposed to be oh, biased. Forget I that. am. Yeah. I don't give a damn. <laughs> I was like that when I was at SEC Network with LSU. <laughs> don't care. Here's the point with the with the Cowboys. And, and I get it. Like, I understand why people hate it. Like, I do. But you hate it because you love it so yeah, much. Yeah, I know. It's like the time. Hey, I'm a Notre Dame grab, bro. You don't it, have to tell me. Like that's how it goes. We can't get through man. one show without him mentioning. That's how, that's he's a how Notre it Dame goes. Grad. The Bengals are going to come up at some point too. Mark my words. It happens. I'm just wondering when we can talk about that. I mean, I, I know there's We're not doing a young it. team. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News on your ESPN app. And all you got to do is tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. My name is Shay Cornett. He's Jordan uh-huh. Cornett. And joining us in studio is Marcus Spears, um, ESPN football analyst here, former NFL defensive end. And so we're diving into all things NFL. Of course talked a lot about the Giants let's move to Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson was on the lounge podcast which is a Ravens on the Ravens podcast network and no he wasn't necessarily talking about what he wants to do on the field but perhaps what he's wearing here's Lamar Jackson no but I already told Miss Megan I said we win the Super Bowl I'm I'm going to number one like I want to who yeah really all right that's my original that's my first number (laughs) ever my dad told me number one get number one because that's the best like you the best and they always stuck with me and I got number eight when I went to college. And then my mom told me eight stands for new beginning. So I was like, dang, it's a new beginning. So I kept eight, kept eight. My coach asked me in college, he's like, what number you want? I'm like, I wanted number one, but y'all gave me number eight. But it's all good because I know what it stands for now. And, you know, I just said, I want to retire number eight and number one. I want to do that here at the Ravens. So 
I want to win a Super Bowl with number eight on, do much as I can with number eight on, then come back and do the same thing with one on. So he wants to uh, – go ahead, Jay. I'm just curious, when your quarterback's talking like that, as a defensive guy, you hear a quarterback come out saying stuff like that. I, I didn't take issue with it, but I don't know if you should take issue. Is, is that not being focused on what you need to be focused on coming into the year? <laughs> Jay, you know me. <laughs> no. All right. He the man, bro. Like we – okay, I was having this conversation yesterday. When you're Lamar Jackson, you do what the hell you want to do. You yeah. say what you want to say. You earn that. Like, that. that is not – and you know in particular, like us as athletes, you got to earn the right to say things and yeah. do things. Aaron Rodgers just became the head coach and GM of Green Bay. <laughs> like, because he earned it over 16 he years. He even talked it. about that yet. Like, he, 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 he is the he, – he might be the, point, the owner of the team at this point. But the bottom line is when you think about Lamar – and what what I love about his story and what's so fascinating, Lamar has done it his way since the beginning. Like, sit, this dude, mom is his agent. You know how many people would tell you, don't do that. That's not smart. Lamar dances to his own drum, man. And I respect that about him because as much as we talk about playing basketball on the play, I mean, playing football on the playground and he shouldn't do that. As much as we talk about when he came out of Louisville, sitting in that damn draft room forever, and people passing on him, and I'm looking at the film from college like, what the hell are you passing on, right? And now we get to a point where he started talking about, I want to retire two numbers. Okay? That's great. That's, first <laughs> yeah. of all, that is genius. That's number one, right? Number who, Dad, who is number one and eight? Oh, that's Lamar Jackson, and that's some dude named Ray Lewis that used to play. <laughs> but the bottom line is, man, when you look at what he's been able to accomplish, and I'm not talking about the MVP season. I'm talking about how his teammates respond to him, mm-hmm. right? Like, and, and, and that, to me, is a big part of the quarterback spot and the leadership role. We talk about leadership culture. We cliche it so much. Everybody don't have it. Lamar, when you see players speak about Lamar Jackson, it's high. It's high regard. Even guys like take take um Mark last year. Um Mark and Ingram. yeah, Mark Ingram talking about, you know, trust and talking about him being the MVP. Those are veteran guys. They've seen a lot. So he he garners that type of respect. And I want him to retire two numbers. I really so do. you re- like you're really feeling Jordan, you this, like this that approach. Sound, you like I talk, but I think that speaks to it's an athlete mentality, and I'm not trying to separate it. So we can talk about this stuff from the same perspective yeah. and be equally as sharp in our analysis. But there's certain things that lean towards, yeah, that's 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 us. That's how you have to approach this thing to get to a level where Marcus got to, to get to a level where Lamar's at currently. You have to have that belief system. But again, there's equity involved. If Lamar came into the league like Baker Can't Mayfield came into Can't the league talking like that, we're going to analyze that differently. But Lamar wasn't talking like this when Baker Mayfield was talking like this upon first arrival. Yep. That's the separation. Yep. That's the differentiator. I, yeah, I hear you on all that. All right, so this opens the floor for another question here now. And Jay and I were talking about this, um, Marcus, before you got in during a break. So these are the quarterbacks from the 2018 draft Lamar was in, right? And so this is a big year for all of them. And so here's the question. Which one of these guys is going to win a Super Bowl first? Will it be Lamar? Will it be Baker? Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, uh, Josh Rosen's in there, and I like can't even <laughs> say a, that out loud. It's the draft class. It's that, but it's, it's that the whole, draft class. The whole but, draft class. So Lamar, Baker, Josh, Sam. 
of those four, I would assume we'll, we'll take Sam out because we just don't even know what Sam Darnold's going to be right now in Carolina, yeah. right? And obviously he wasn't who we thought he was going to be at the Jets. So let's remove Sam Darnold. So Lamar, Baker, Josh Allen. Baker. Really? Yeah. And and look, it. so my pick is Cleveland to win their division. But it also, I have them as a dark horse Super Bowl contender. Wow. Um, and it's so hard for me to say that because I love Baltimore. Like, I love the Ravens. Play for them. They gave me some checks. I love people that gave me checks. That's <laughs> Don't we all? That's a, that's a good mentality. <laughs> that's something we can all share, I think, in us. But, but it, when you look at what's been built, right, and you look at the the jump that Cleveland made, but not only that, the decisions that Andrew Berry is making, their general manager, like, that's where it starts. Y'all, let, like – Let's go, let's go down the timeline, right? And this is what I tell people all the time. Now, obviously, the players got to perform. Denver went out and got Peyton, right? Like, the Saints went out and got Drew Brees. Um, you, look at, you look at what Tampa just did, right? It starts with decision-making. And they are in a great position because decision-makers in Cleveland decided – we gonna, we going to put the best football team out there instead of trying to draft the number one quarterback 17 years in a right. row. Maybe we should surround him if we when we take a guy number one. Maybe we should also go and surround him with other elite players all over the field. Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns, I said this a few months ago, people went crazy. The Cleveland Browns have the best roster in the NFL. One through 53, yeah. 55, however many the hell they playing healthy. with. Yeah. When they all healthy, yeah. it's the best roster in the NFL. You look at dominant guys on the defensive side, you got dominant. Look, the line of scrimmage, number one. Like, that offensive line is we give Chubb and we talk about Kareem Hunt. That offensive line is a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, they moving people. And you notice, when you got offensive linemen that's moving people and it's not just scheme. They literally physically moving people out of the way. And then Callahan came over. They made great coaching hires. They've done they've done a tremendous job before you even get the football actually being played. You look at their backfield. When they went and got Kareem Hunt after his situation, right, they went and got him. Nick Chubb was a dog at Georgia. I watched Nick Chubb for four years. Thought he was the best running back in college, hands down, bar none. Now we getting the experience him in the NFL. You look at the outside, OBJ, Jarvis Landry was pro- mentality-wise, and, and and you talk about you need to bring in a guy for your young quarterback to see work and do things the right way, that's juice. Like, yeah. so they they yeah. they have made Baker Mayfield. Okay, I can't believe Baker Mayfield. Not what I thought you'd say, but we'll see. Going out with the bang. Yeah, Damn, going Lamar. Out with the bang. I think, I think <laughs> Marcus is going to stick around for one more short second. No, he's not. We're going to say bye to Marcus. I'm All not, right, I got to go. We didn't yeah, even I get gotta, to decide on the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. Well, maybe we'll do that next. You're listening to KJZ here on ESPN Radio. It's love, y'all. You know, we got it. We got to get a picture Jordan, for the Jordan, Jordan, straight talk wireless read. Give us what straight talk wireless has got to say. Come on. You can do it. There we go. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get you in on the action. Not anymore. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G covers nationwide. Plans start at just $35 a month, no contract, and get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. Coming up this morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. 
Chicago Bears head coach Matt Nagy as our countdown to the NFL season continues. Bears head coach Matt Nagy this morning at 845 Eastern with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. All right, so we just had Marcus Spears here in studio with us. We were talking all things NFL. Shay Cornett and Jordan Cornett here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. And I asked him this question, Jay, because we were talking a lot about Lamar Jackson. And I said, of those 2018 drafted quarterbacks, which would be Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, and then Josh Rosen's on that list, but we're going to remove him for this argument. Which of those are most likely to win a Super Bowl in the most immediate future? And here was Marcus Spears' reaction. The Cleveland Browns have the best roster in the NFL. One through 53, yeah. 55, however many the hell they playing healthy. with. Yeah. When they all healthy, yeah. it's the best roster in the NFL. You look at dominant guys on the defensive side, you got dominant. Look, the line of scrimmage, number one. Like, that offensive line is, we give Chubb and we talk about Kareem Hunt, that offensive line is a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, they moving people. And you notice, when you got offensive linemen that's moving people and it's not just scheme, they literally physically moving people out of the way. And then Callahan came over. They made great coaching hires. They've done, they've done a tremendous job before you even get the football actually being played. You look at their backfield. When they went and got Kareem Hunt after his situation, Right, They went and got him. Nick Chubb was a dog at Georgia. I watched Nick Chubb for four years. Thought he was the best running back in college, hands down, bar none. Now we getting the experience him in the NFL. All right, so uh, surprisingly, Swagoo said he would take Baker Mayfield. Who would you take, Jay? But, like, I think all good analysis, it's backed up with legitimacy and, and, and logic. And when he mentions the Browns have arguably the most talented roster, I say arguably because I'm just not going to say definitive it, definitively like he did, arguably the most talented roster. Well, talent wins in any professional league, so that puts them in position. I just can't believe in Baker like that. I still think Baker's going to go off script. At moments, he's going to try and play hero ball, and when he does audible to that side of things, it goes south. Does he have the discipline for an entire season from start to finish to be the guy that gets bored 
with success, meaning make it easy to go. So I, I'm going to go with Josh Allen. I'm watching Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I think Buffalo was on the doorstep last year. Understand what it takes. I think they're ready to go. I'm going to go with Josh Allen. And I would agree with you for the first time, I think, this morning. I am going to also say Josh Allen. I just think, think they're the closest thing to a Super Bowl caliber team. I agree with you in the Baker Mayfield conversation. I can't believe I'm agreeing this much. Um, I, I heard Marcus Spears, and when he put it that way, I wanted to jump on the bandwagon with him, but I just feel like the, I can't trust the Cleveland Browns yet. That's what I feel yeah. like. I feel like I can trust the Buffalo Bills at this point. I've seen more from them that is trustworthy. There's just something about the Browns that still gives me hesitation, and I can't quite put my finger on it, to be quite honest. Yeah, and I would love to see Buffalo maybe bolster that defense by going to get Chandler Jones, because uh, you see that he wants to get out of Arizona there. Uh, maybe that's a move they make. Hey, there you go. It'd be interesting. That's Speaking into existence, buddy. The head of the Chicago Bears is coming up next. KJZ is presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests will join us on the Goodyear Hotline. That's where we'll go next, right here on ESPN Radio. Andy Dalton is our starter. I don't think it's going to take very long for Justin Fields to surpass Andy Dalton. I haven't seen Matt Nagy take a young player and develop him at that position. It can't just be about 2021. It's about making sure this kid is set up to succeed for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It is an interesting time in Chicago because it has been a long time since the Chicago had a very high caliber quarterback. Jordan, you like to always poke fun at this. How long exactly has it been? Every time I listen to the Bears, it's a Sid Luckman conversation. Did you watch Sid Luckman play? I didn't watch Sid Luckman play, but I always hear about Sid Luckman, and I would love to turn on a Bears national broadcast and not hear about Sid Luckman because the quarterback position has been finally figured out here in 2021. And so maybe this is the year that we'll finally figure that out because the Bears did jump ahead. They they swapped spots with the Giants, and they went and took uh, their quarterback of the future, I believe, which is Justin Fields. But they still have QB1, which is Andy Dalton right now on the roster. We're going to ask the head coach of the Chicago Bears here momentarily, Matt Nagy, what is going on with that quarterback position. You're listening to Keyshawn, Jay Will and Zubin, who's presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests will join us on the Goodyear Hotline. My name is Shay Cornette. He is Jordan Cornette. And I actually am from Chicago. So I like to call the Bears my my team that I cheer for. You've kind of jumped on the bandwagon I, with me a little bit. I'm a big fan of the organization and the people in that organization, how they treated my wife, and uh, how they they become more transparent with things. So, yeah, I root for the Bears. I lived in Chicago for 15 years. Matt Nagy's always been really good to me, very fair to me. I look forward to having a conversation with him and learning more about this team because there are a lot of questions, not on a regional, local level, nationally, 
people that like this league are curious of exactly how these Bears are going to look. It's so funny because Jordan and I, you know, we obviously watch a ton of football together. And Andy Dalton obviously played for the Bengals for a really long time, my husband's team. And now he's playing for my team in the Chicago Bears. So I feel like we're very familiar with Andy Dalton, although not in a Bears uniform yet, was with the Dallas Cowboys last year. So we will see how this all obviously transpires as the Bears are in training camp right now. And we are happy to welcome in the head coach of the Chicago Bears. That would be Matt Nagy. He's joining us here on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning to you, Coach. I am so happy to talk to you. It has been a minute. And I know um, that you know this, but just to let everyone know, I obviously host this show with my husband here, and I've been telling him all morning long, you know, Coach, when you say something, you mean it. And what you've been saying is that Andy Dalton is does have the edge over Justin Fields and will likely be the week one starter. Can you please tell my husband here why that is correct? <laughs> First of all, good morning, Shay, and to Jordan. Uh, it's good to be on here. And, and uh, you know, I think for us, um, one of the things that we've done here and, and Ryan Pace has done as general manager is really created a lot of great competition. And um, obviously with us going ahead and moving up and, and drafting uh, Justin, um, there's a lot of excitement. And But there's also that plan of the process of how we want to go about with this. And, you know, all of our coaching coaches on staff, myself included, we've had really good open communication with Andy, with Justin, with Nick on how we're going to go about it. And I think the number one thing we've said to them is if you guys just worry about just trying to be the best quarterback that you can be and focus on today on, on just doing everything the right way, um, great things are going to happen for all of us. And, and that's, that's where they're at. And the beauty is, is that they all understand that they agree with that. And it's a, it's a really healthy room right now. And today's day one, they go out and they have their conditioning test this morning and there's going to be a great competition in all the positions, but obviously the focus is going to be a quarterback. And Andy has played a long time in this league. He's had a lot of success. Um, he understands, um, you know, where, where this city, where this organization, um, where we're all at as coaches with Justin. Um, but right now, Andy is the starter and Justin's the backup. And, and they, they accept that, they understand it, but they're competing their tails off to be the best they can be. Coach, I don't know if you had a number set for the over-under and how many times we'd ask about the quarterback position, but like you said, it's naturally the focus. It's a quarterback-driven <laughs> league, and there are question marks at the quarterback position uh, with your group right now. So uh, how can Justin Fields win the quarterback, John? Well, again, you're right. I mean, the over-under is, is obviously pretty high, and that, <laughs> that comes with the territory. We, 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 we all understand that. Um, right now, and we just had our big team meeting last night. And, and I think what's exciting for our team and, and for our family here is just knowing that where we sit, where we are, that it's very, that it's going to be the focus of the quarterback position. And um, it's, it's for Justin, for Andy, for Nick, um, those guys, that that's not a part of the process for them and trying to figure out or watch every rep or be concerned about every throw they're literally just trying to digest this offense and, and have successful plays so that we can win. And so um, I understand, the, you know, the outside and everybody wants to know, uh, you know, a lot of different questions and get questions answered. But for us, really, that's not our focus. We're just going to let everything play out in regards to every position competition-wise. And, and Andy coming in, uh, being the starter, taking over this huddle and, and, and coming in here day one at training camp and showing all these guys what it's like um, to be a leader. And then for Justin to be able to learn from, from Andy, uh, it, again, when I say the room is healthy mm -hmm. every day that we're in these meetings, 
Uh, Andy Dalton is doing everything he possibly can to help Justin, uh, just as when Andy was a rookie, you know, trying to get help from, from the guys he learned from. And the same with Nick. So um, our focus right now is, is trying to be the best offense we can be with those quarterbacks. And, and then, of course, on defense, too, getting that thing back on track and, and trying to put a team together that can go out and win. Talking to Matt Nagy right now, the head coach of the Chicago Bears. You're listening to KJZ on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. All right, Coach. Um, you know, I know last year probably didn't go exactly as you had planned, but I heard something that you said that was interesting and the fact that you wanted to hang a Giannis Antetokounmpo quote up on all your kids' doors. And the essential uh, root of that quote is when you focus on the past, that's your ego. And when I focus on the future, that's my pride. And I want to focus in on the moment and in the present. And why is that quote so special for you as you approach this next season in the spring and this training camp? Well, I'll say this, um, you know, I think, you know, Shay and, and, and Jordan uh, from some of the comments I've made before, like I'm, I'm my, our family is a big basketball family. We love, we love hoops and we're all about it. But when you have an, uh, a professional athlete like Giannis that had the type of um, uh, season that he had and to finish it off the way he did, but yet to have the, uh, you know, intellectual ability to, to make a comment like that, that is so powerful. It struck me. And, and I just think too many of us, do exactly what he said. We live in the past. We worry about the past. We're concerned about the future and we forget about, we forget about what's going on right now. And, and that's a problem. And so that hit me in the fact that you, you can't, you can't control what happened in the past. Um, you need to worry about what's going on right now. And that, that just, that speaks to every single person in this world. And um, for our team, that's what we're going to do. We're not going to worry about 2018, 19, or 20. Mm-hmm. And we're sure as hell not going to worry about 2022. We're going to worry about right now, this year, and today. And when you do that, it just makes things a lot easier. Because then you get into all the what ifs. What if this? What if that? And that's, it's, it's too, there's too many hypotheticals. And it's just wasted time. So we're not going to do that. We're going to focus on today's practice. We're going to have a great conditioning test this morning. We're going to have a great afternoon practice. And then we're going to learn some some plays and get better today so that we can practice good tomorrow. And um, if we stick to our guns on that uh, every every day throughout this season, I think good things will happen. And I just think it was a powerful quote and it's something that, like I said, my four kids can 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 learn and live by. And it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Coach, when you look back to some of the struggles offensively, it would be fair to say that the lack of a run game was something that plagued this offense in these last few seasons. And I know you have a desire to really activate that run game. And I heard some interesting quotes from you recently, as recent as I think yesterday, when asked about your bell cow running back or turning him into that bell cow running back in David Montgomery. You said you wanted to try and get him 20 carries a game. And looking at the numbers from last year, only Derrick Henry uh, had more than 20 carries a game with 23. Do you truly feel like that's doable with a guy like David Montgomery? Well, you know, again, for, for me, Jordan, I would say that the run, we understand how important the run game is, and every team in the NFL would love to be able to, to run the ball uh, at will whenever they want to because it just opens up your, your play-action passes. It protects the offensive linemen so they're not setting – you know, vertical sets on, on, you know, seven out of every 10 plays. And, um, and, and then also uh, it, it gives your, your defense a little bit of a breather too, because you have some, some time of possession. The last couple of years um, there's been some games where we've had some good success and being able to run the ball. And you can see when you're able to do that, uh, you're, you're going to win some games. 
And there's been other other times where it's just been more of a struggle. So that you know that number twenty has been brought up, and, and you're right. I mean, there's there's not many backs um, that that get twenty carries, and usually when you are, it's in a lot of the fourth quarter and the four minute when you're getting those extra carries. But the, we're more concerned about the efficiency of the runs, and I think the other part of this too is just the, the amount of trust that I and we have as a coaching staff and our teammates in David Montgomery and these other and, and the offensive line and and trying to build build that strength with Juan Castillo's offensive line coach. So uh, we understand the significance and the importance of it, and it's something that we want to uh, definitely try to improve. And I think David is certainly up for the challenge. For sure. Talking to Matt Nagy, head coach of the Chicago Bears, here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin in the morning on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. He's joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Coach, uh, the offense I know has been a big focus, but let's go to the defensive side of the ball. New defensive coordinator in Sean Desai, but someone that's been around this team for a really long time, and I know you want to obviously get the most out of your guys. How can he do that? Yeah, well, Shay, I think, number one, like you know, with Sean, he's he's come up through the ranks and worked, worked really hard at learning a lot of different defensive systems. And, um, you know, Vic Fangio being uh, a mentor, a great mentor for him was one of the coaches that he's learned through. And, uh, and then of course, also with Chuck Pagano being here just last year and previous coaches he's been through the number one thing that I really feel from coach Desai right now is, um, just his, his, his knowledge and his feel of how to fit certain schemes at certain times. Mm -hmm. And, and I think, you know, everyone says, well, he's never called a game before as a defensive coordinator, but that's, that's for a lot of us coaches. And, um, the thing that I really notice about Sean is, is there's a lot of um, there's a lot of trust that he builds within his coaching staff and, and the players as to when he's teaching. He's an excellent teacher. Uh, he has a great teaching background, and I think the way he communicates to the players makes it really simple, and then they're able to play fast. So um, it's going to be a, a really a, a good test for him in training camp as we go through our practices for him to be able to test when he's going to call certain calls at certain times. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're really excited about having him be the defensive coordinator and looking forward to the future. Sure. Coach, I know you're very excited to get out there and prove what you guys can do this season. Did you have that same level of excitement when you found out that Green Bay uh, figured out their quarterback situation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind of an offseason across the league for sure at, at, at these different uh, places with, with the quarterback positions. But uh, in the end, again, um, Green Bay is a, is obviously a very successful football team. Aaron Rodgers is a hell of a quarterback. And, and so we, we, uh, for us, we got to make sure that we just continue to just do everything we can to, to, uh, to battle every day and know that we're in a tough division with a lot of great teams. And so <laughs> obviously him coming back makes it more difficult, but, uh, just- uh we're, we're, we're going to be looking forward to Challenge. Shane just wants to know if Khalil Mack's going to get after him oh, this please. season. That's all she wants please. to know. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I would love a, I would love a repeat, Shay, of uh, 2018 in that first half at, at Lambeau. That's for sure. Hey, you Let's and go. me both, Coach. You and me both. <laughs> all right, thank you so much for the time this morning, Coach. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the first day of practice at training camp. Hopefully I'll catch up and see you soon. 
Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Good talking to y'all. See Thanks, Coach. Same thing. Um, see you later. That's head coach of the Chicago Bears, Matt Nagy, here joining us on the Goodyear Hotline on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, um, presented by Progressive Insurance. Some really interesting stuff from Coach, and I wish we could have had him for an hour because obviously as a Chicago Bears fan, I could have asked him 100 different questions. Um, he would have done it for it, you. It, I mean, maybe, but uh, it was uh, – it was interesting to hear him talk, obviously, about the quarterback position, Jay. And I will say this. As someone who thought it was going to be Andy Dalton, a surefire week one starter, he didn't really hammer that home the same way that I thought he would. <laughs> Not everyone can see what do you're doing because you, we're also do, on radio. Do you want to uh, expand on that? Of course no, he didn't. I don't want to expand. Every but... one of these coaches is going to say early on <laughs> the veteran is their guy. You're not going to apply any more pressure. What coach comes out and goes, no, the guy we drafted in the first round who hasn't played a lick of professional football, he's our guy, and he's going to deliver. It's never happened that way. I settled way. down. I, sh- I didn't mean to bring it up and then get you all riled up. We're going to take a timeout. We'll revisit this conversation <laughs> next right here on KJZ, on ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Shea Cornette and Jordan Cornette. We'll be right back.